'twas the holiday season, and across all the channels, content managers were busily pre-planning their handles. The hashtags were placed in each post with care, in hopes target audiences soon would be there. The children were nestled, all snug in their beds, surfing through TikTok and texting with friends. And Mama on her iPad, and me on my Mac, checking out Facebook, sending messages on Slack. When suddenly, a message said Elon Musk was trending. I sprang onto Twitter to watch the world ending. More rapid than Trump, his curses they came, and he shouted in caps and called them by name. Sanders, Griffin, Biden, Pelosi, Trudeau, Warren, the Babylon Bee. Deboosting, not banning, under freedom of speech, allowing them access, but not freedom of reach. But for all of this clatter, with each post and each thread, well, I, I still believe there's nothing to dread. Social itself is a permanent trend for new ideas, new discoveries, new engagements, new friends, a voice for non-truths, but exposure therein. Democracy imperfect, but no wall keeps us in. So may we exclaim as we post in plain sight, Happy Holidays to all and to all a good night. Merry Christmas to My name is Doug Downs, music off the top, Nat King Cole, the Christmas song written by Robert Wells and Mel Torme. They wrote that song in mid-July, <laughs> in the blistering heat. They say they were trying to think cool thoughts. It kind of worked. My guests this week are Joey Scarillo and Kane Fair of Grey Group. Joey, you're joining us today from New York. How are things in the Big Apple? Things are great. Great energy here this time of year. Uh, as the year winds down, you know, things really, the excitement really picks up here. So I love it. And kind of, kind of Christmassy, Times Square, all decked out and all that stuff. Uh, oh, you know it. You know it. You know it. Yeah. Kane, you're joining us from San Diego. No sense asking how the weather is. Never really seems to change 12 months of the year. But how are things where you are? Yeah. You know, we try to act Christmassy out here. We put up some lights every once in a while, but. Most Santas have board shorts on and a surfboard under his arm, but it's uh, it's still a little chilly. I'm in I'm in a sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, the, the way it should be. Kane, uh, you're the group director, social and connections at Gray Group, overseeing the development of social strategy, content creation, and influencer marketing for a variety of health, consumer, leisure, and tech brands. And I can see online that you have won or been part of groups that have won. Way too many awards to count, let alone mention. Um, congratulations on all those. You're no stranger to the stage. Uh, Joey, you're a senior project manager at Grade Group, uh, podcast producer for one of our favorite podcasts, Five Things 
this week in social, uh, in your experience, goes back to the early 2000s, even spent some time working for Disney. Uh, Gray itself is a huge agency serving both consumer and health and wellness clients in 38 global offices. So today, uh, what we're going to do on the podcast is I kind of thought we'd have some casual fun. We're talking about social media and rather than dictate specific questions, because I've listened to your podcast uh, your knowledge goes so deep into social media. I would just end up asking really stupid questions compared to what, what you can do. You'd be explaining one-on-one to me. So we thought we'd play this scenario. Given the time of year it is, um, I've got all these gifts in front of me that I need to unwrap. They're all addressed to me. <laughs> it's how it should be. Um, but I need some help in understanding each gift, even how to use each each gift. Um, And I wonder if you wouldn't, they're all about social media. So I've enlisted uh, you guys to help me out. So I appreciate that. So I will open the first gift and it's, um, oh, it's Facebook. How do I use this? (laughs) Wow. What a way to start the OG social platform. I guess (laughs) the OG following MySpace or AIM, I guess were probably the ones that kicked us all off. But yeah, Facebook is um, has been kind of the, well, maybe shifted now, but since the beginning, the core of social it has millions of users, massively successful, especially currently for the older audiences that are um, are tapping into Facebook more so than the younger demographics who've turned to other platforms at this time. But it's still an incredible tool. I mean, we use Facebook's um, algorithm as one of the most valued algorithms for targeting um, marketing capabilities. Their back end of analytics is incredibly powerful. Um, it has one of the best success rates for driving traffic to other um, entities or digital platforms. So when you have product or, or um, content placements on Facebook, and we'll get into Instagram, of course, but they have a connected back end that's a very, very, very powerful tool to help drive traffic to other platforms, so to your website, to an experience beyond just a Facebook post. Um, and you know how we use it, people use it for a variety of reasons. We, we use it for personal updates, but as brands, we use it really for, um, community building. Uh, I would say that's the, the most important part of Facebook. It has very powerful uh, engagement and, and community building elements to drive conversation, um, drive brand sentiment. Obviously it opens up a whole can of worms for conversations, but, um, overall, it's it's kind of the community-based Facebook platform that we've used for brands. And in recent recent times of of Metaverse and all those other updates that we've seen from from Facebook and Meta, they've been really looking at ways to innovate their platform as well. So it's not just the stodgy old Facebook that has always been the same. Excellent. There's another. There's a little gift attached to this one. It says it's Instagram. I don't know why these two were connected. Well, I think they're from the same manufacturer. Um... Oh, yeah, batter- oh. batteries included. Um, so Instagram these days, I mean, when we think about what Instagram's main function is, it's it's hard to ignore Reels. Reels is um, Instagram's TikTok-like feature. When you think about it compared to TikTok, it's always behind the curve when it comes to TikTok. TikTok just keeps winning and keeps winning in the video space. But there are a few things that Instagram does really well. Um that I think are, is interesting for brands, and that's around e-com and the seamless in-app purchasing. Um, that little shopping bag tab uh, in your Instagram 
is a really great way to see things that might interest you and a great way for brands to find people who will buy their product. Um, I think that Instagram's AI does a really great job of bringing the right content to you, the things that you're going to want to see. You know, I think Instagram knows that I like to wear hats, so I get uh, served hats and and graphic tees quite a bit. So Instagram really knows uh, its users and it it'll serve up um, products directly in the app that you can purchase. Um, you know, an interesting thing though about Instagram these days is that, you know, we saw throughout this past year, users and Instagram sort of think about Instagram differently. Um, you know, we there was an episode earlier this year where powerful users of the platform like the Kardashians want Instagram to stay close to its its roots, right, in photo sharing and still be a place for static images. Um, so Instagram, I think, is a little bit uh, at odds with what some of its users want. Um, and but the interesting thing is that Instagram says, and oddly, I do believe this, even though we might not think it's true, that we engage more with the video content. And so that video content really is what keeps people coming back to the platform, even if they say it's not what they want. Um, quick stat here. According to a study by Hyper Auditor, uh, Reels generates only 22.1% of the content on the platform, but makes up 33.8% of the reach and 35.4% of the likes distribution compared to images, carousel, and video. So I think when you look at the when you look at that and think about how a third of uh, of the likes are in video and in reels, um, it just really proves that it's it's what people are going for. And I mean, I interact with reels way more than I want to admit. Yeah, yeah, time killer. Yeah. Um, if I've heard, so if I post a video to my feed post, Instagram now puts that automatically into my reel. Damn the format, right? That's that's how that works now. Yes, that is true. That's right, Kane. Right? That it goes right to reels. If you put up a video, yeah, 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 they're gonna force it into the reels um, um, specs. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting, and I I actually thought that Reels had more viewership than thirty eight percent. So I'm I'm presuming a lot. Um, that's that's really interesting to know. All right, it's another gift here. Look, this one's it's not wrapped well. It it uh, looks like it's been kicked around a little bit. Oh, it's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's been probably missed a couple addresses, picked up by a couple postmen, but it made it. It it made it. It has a couple wheels loose, but it made it. Um, yep, wheels, wheel screws, yeah, screws wheels. You know. <laughs> um, Twitter, yeah, what a year. Um, what a what a month, really. What a what a November. Yeah, um, massive changes. Um, I mean, I won't even get into it. That could be a whole other podcast. But um, a couple big things that. I find important with Twitter and just the use case of the platform for how you're as a brand or a user using social media. Twitter has always been that go-to place for freedom of speech. It has been that um, unfiltered. It has been that short snippet um, thought provoking um, platform that just drives culture. 
Um, it allows people, no matter who you are, to have a voice um, and have the ability to um, shift culture. With with that, I think we've seen in the past couple years, really, and uh, I think the core of this example comes from fake news, misinformation, politics, etc. But there's just been this avalanche of there's just been this avalanche of kind of chaos that's arise from the opportunity to say whatever you want. So Twitter, I mean, they've had some big changes. Elon Musk stepping in, doing what he wants to do to monetize the platform. Of course, had some hiccups along the way, um, although it did bring an incredible rise in um, at user activity. So you can say what you want about that. Um, one thing that I think that I find really important and powerful for this platform that will really shift the way it goes into 2023 and beyond is the way that they they continuously push what they're calling their birdwatch fact-checking tool. Mm. Um, it's just been updated actually recently to be called something else. I can't even remember what it was called. It happened like last week. But essentially, it's they've, they've put together a community-based um, squad to go in and find those most impactful tweets and just make sure that the, what they're saying are correct so that we're not getting information from people that we believe and trust, but it's just actually just wrong. So they've, they've been making, Twitter's been making huge strides, I think, in a variety of ways. Um, one of them is just to clean up the platform. You know, it's, it, I, some people hate it because they kind of like the wild, wild west nature of it, and that's what it was based off of. But I think for the power that it has now, it kind of does have, to, it has to be a little bit policed. And I think there are those pushes for birdwatch and um, just verifications and whatnot is a really, is a really great one in it. We've seen brands try to step out of Twitter because of the chaos that's been going on, and I think these these pushes are going to be able to bring some um, calming to the brands that have raised eyebrows um, to jump back in. And, and just quickly, a comment for me: um, my mindset is different when I go on Twitter. I must so when I go on Instagram, I do go to Reels, and it's it's kind of my brain jelly. I'm not yeah, you know, put my brain into eh, you know. I'm I'm dozing off for a little bit. Kind of the same with TikTok, which I don't spend as much time on. But with Twitter, with LinkedIn for sure, I'm I'm in my conscious mind. With Twitter, I am kind of in my conscious mind. Is it is it the same for both of you? Is it a a thinking platform? And if anything ever happened to it, I would think something would replace it. Yeah, it's definitely uh, more of a conscious platform you have to lean in a little bit more rather than lean back um you, you you know i think for me when i'm on twitter i'm i'm engaged i'm trying to learn something i'm trying to laugh at something i'm trying to find out what's going on in the world um versus yeah you're right versus reels where i can sort of sit back and and just start clicking mindlessly <laughs> One in four. Whether you live in Canada, the United States, Great Britain, or Australia, one in four people is now listening to podcasts weekly. Not just weekly, but multiple podcasts every week. It's their preferred method of communication. If you aren't podcasting, you're missing 25% of your audience. At Stories and Strategies, we produce podcasts for clients anywhere in the world, Maybe a podcast is right for you or your organization. Want to talk about it? Send me an email personally, doug at storiesandstrategies.ca, and we'll set something up. Let's talk podcasts. (laughs) 
Okay, I get another gift here. This one's wrapped very nicely. Oh, it's TikTok. That one's probably polished. Probably come, comes with a built-in influencer. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, it does. A built-in influencer, that's right. <laughs> it, it probably gives you rules on how to share your new present with your friends. Yes. Yeah, TikTok is is the star on top of the Christmas tree this year when it comes to social platforms. Um, massively important currently in the past couple of years in, in not only the way that users are engaging with TikTok, but um, I'd say the biggest gold star that TikTok has is that it is single-handedly shifting the way that other brands are thinking about social media. And it's being the driving force for a lot of these innovations from Meta, um, from YouTube, um, from all these platforms that have been slightly stagnant. Um, we see TikTok, and most users are using TikTok as a video platform, but it actually has incredible audio power too. Um, recently, at least, one of the success stories that um, TikTok has and shows the impact that it has on culture is someone who created a a TikTok first song just got song of the year at the Grammys and it was purely from TikTok. Wow. Like that shows that's the highs you could possibly get in music and that song alongside Beyonce and Harry Styles and all these big big time people was a was a TikTok. Um and the the power also of TikTok is the algorithm is so sticky and so snackable and so incredibly accurate. There was a stat that came out about 20% of people are learning about new products in 2022 through TikTok. So there's just this huge push for e-commerce. They're adding new e-commerce updates to their platform that are allowing people similar to what Joey's been talking about in Instagram, just click right there, purchase a product, have those influencers, have the brands show a product and have it be seamless to be a purchase. Um, and they actually also have an incredible amount of resources available and strong client and agency relationships to help brands create the most effective content, not just creatively, but how do they use the targeting? How do they use the analytics appropriately? What types of audiences should they be going after? What does the creative look like? They have a whole website and portal to just help people create the best content. So they've done a really great job at pushing social altogether, but the platform itself is just incredible. Wonderful. Okay, next one is LinkedIn. Probably didn't want to open that one because it was wrapped so nicely. It was. And your and your name was written so <laughs> meticulously. I don't know what the font um, is, but it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful font. Um when I think when I think of LinkedIn, I you know, I don't really think of major brands engaging on the platform other than for recruiting. As we know, LinkedIn has been a recruiting tool for a really long time for a lot of companies. Um, but what I really, but where I go, where my brain goes when I think of LinkedIn is building personal brands and, you know, small businesses, smaller companies, uh, thought leadership, people who, you know, have something to say and need a professional platform to do it. I mean, it is the network for networking makes sense to advertise there. Um, if you're a B2B brand, it's, where to find other people in your industry. Um, but I will admit, I love LinkedIn. The content there is mostly positive, inspirational. Yeah, it's very self promoting but um, 
yeah, sometimes, you know, people who post on there are just posting about their accomplishments. But I think that's still what makes it great because there's not a lot of political discourse. Uh, there's not a lot of negativity, whereas you find that more on Twitter. Mm. Um, you know, uh, if I were to post something on Instagram, like a professional win, my friends and family might engage with it, but they might not know exactly what it means. Whereas with LinkedIn in my professional network, they're going to understand the context. Um, a great example of this is I told my mom that uh, after we won the Webby, I sent her a picture of it and she didn't know what it was. She thought it was a cup holder and she was obviously very proud, yeah. but she had never seen a Webby award before. So I screenshotted that conversation and I posted it to LinkedIn and everybody just loved it. Uh, it was really fun to, you know, see people to engage and celebrate my mom and, and all this. Um, so LinkedIn's really a great place for building that personal brand uh, in a very organic way. Um, you know, and I find it's that that's kind of the best use for the platform for me. You know, humble brags all the way. Yeah, yeah. And hashtags are okay on LinkedIn. There's been a lot of Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's Snapchat. Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat. Hasn't done much recently, to be <laughs> honest. I loved, I mean, Snapchat has been taken over by TikTok, in my opinion, and Snapchat needs to do something. I'm hoping they do something to revive themselves in the importance and the hierarchy of social platforms currently. I know there are great use cases for it. You know, there's events and filters and um, geolocation targeting that they have done really, really well to bring to life experiences. Um, they've recently this year even launched a web version of Snapchat to make it even more accessible to users and bring it into your daily your daily life more. Um, but yeah, Snapchat, I think this is one, how people use it is, is just really dependent on your friend groups, I would say. I mean, me and Joey just had this conversation a couple of days ago. It's like, I was like, how do you use, how do you use Snapchat? And I was like, well, I have a group of friends that we just pretty much randomly will send each other photos every so often just to check in. And then you see the younger demographic where that's right. how they communicate. Yeah. That is, that's their form of text messaging is Snapchat. Yeah. Um, one, one place that Snapchat is, is hope, hopefully going to be pushing for more and more as they just recently published a huge um, research study on the power of AR and the power of um, how brands can use AR and Snapchat to, um, to uh, heighten their pur purchasing journey for users so they can see themselves wearing certain things or oh, experience certain things before they purchase yeah. it just to get a taste of what it could be in real life, which I think is really really interesting and Snapchat has a great AR feature and they have a great AR um, setup for agencies and, and clients to build within that network or within that platform. I actually am calling, hear me out, I'm calling Sleeper for 2023, Snapchat. I think they're gonna be doing something next year Wow! that will shift how we see the platform and we'll jump into a ring of boxing match with TikTok and, and Instagram and the like, I'm calling. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Hold you to that. Uh, last one under the tree, and I got a notification on my phone two minutes ago that I had to open yeah. this one right away. Uh, uh, Be Real, which is the one, It's I think it's you, It's the newest one, right? It is. Um, it is the shiny I, new toy. I don't get the business use here with this one. I, I see the fun. I think we're all waiting to see what the business use case is here, um, other than brand building. 
and and engaging with your audience, right? So Be Real is the combative antithesis of social media, right? It goes against everything we know, every convention that we do. It's the anti-Instagram, right? It is one of the best things about Be Real is that it forces users to think differently about how to engage with the platform, and it also forces brands to think differently about how to use social media, right? It's like Snapchat's original idea of content going away, um, unless, of course, you share it to other platforms. You can't go back and search anybody's Be Real from a few days ago. Right. So this idea like that you can go on a brand's Instagram feed, uh, see what they've been up to, browse products, maybe purchase something, all of that is gone with uh, Be Real. You know, the platform lives really in the moment. We discussed on our podcast a few months ago uh, about the beauty brand Elf and their use of the platform. And so I started following them. Um, I'm not their target demo, but uh, one thing that really impressed me is how quickly they jumped on board with this new platform, started to understand it, and they highlight products that they're excited about and you can almost get like a behind the scenes of what's going on, which is kind of cool. People like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Kane, you were saying that the you mentioned to me that the U.S. men's soccer team is doing a similar thing. Yeah, exactly. So I, and you nailed it, Doug. It's it's this raw behind the scenes access. It's to these brands or these individuals that almost feels personalized to you. Right. It's like you you see. For the U.S. men's national team, of course, they're over in uh, the World Cup. On a daily basis, they have their social media manager running around when they have the two minutes to take a be real, and they get the players together and take goofy be real. And it's like, oh, these people are real. It humanizes yeah. a lot of these individuals that you've yeah. seen as like archetype social icons or brands. Um, the NFL does a great job. These are all sports related, of course. Um, there are, of course, brands tapping into it. I know Nike does a great job. They do behind the scenes looks or or shoe drops that are kind of custom to the platform. So there are brands tapping into it, but by no means is it optimized for. Yeah, uh, it's and, and the aesthetic is not very curated, not very polished, maybe an inaction shot. It's you know, it's not a platform that will lead to major performance. But in my opinion, if brands are interested in the platform and they want to appeal, especially to Gen Z, they should get on board with Be Real. It's a low barrier of entry, easy to use, and you know I'm interested to see where it goes. Dynamite. Well, thank you both, Joey and Kane, uh, for being on on the episode today. Really appreciate your time today. Of course, thank you. If you'd like to send a message to my guests, Joey Scarillo, Kane Fair, best way to do that is by email, uh, and I've got a link to their emails in the show notes check out their podcast five things this week in social apple and spotify links are in the show notes as well stories and strategies is a co-production of jgr communications and stories and strategies podcasts if you like this episode do us a favor connect with us on social we're on twitter under story underscore strats our handles are in the show notes thanks for listening <laughs>